All right, so I feel like we just drank out of a fire hose on defeating the four enemies of growth with Craig Rochelle. So uh, I'll, I'll throw it down to Chad. Chad, what do you have written down for this first part going over the four? Um, so this is, this is a really, really good one. And it's, it's especially challenging for me because I'm very green and I came from a military background and the military complicates everything. And they have, you know, if you want to go to the, well, this is an extreme example and not true, but let's just say if you want to go to the bathroom, 17 people have to approve it, right? Not really, but you get what I'm saying though. So it's, it's to make a real change within the structure of the military. It's almost the culture. It makes it so difficult to change things that you're just like, why even try? Cause it's going to take six months to get something through that is barely going to move the needle. So what's the point? And you know, and you just have meeting after meeting after meeting. So that's the military. Now here, especially in our industry, oh my gosh, it's, it's totally a, my favorite acronym, KISS. Keep it simple, stupid, or keep it stupid, simple. How do you want to look at that, right? So the more simple we can keep it, the better. And of course, when you're going for Ruby and you only have a couple people in your organization, it's much different than if you're a double diamond and you're going for triple, now you need to really go, whoa. Because if there's a double diamond out there that's spending 25 hours a day going for triple, and then there's, because everything's too complicated and there's too much going on. And then, I mean, think about this. I thought one time, if you're a coach of a team and you try and talk to each person on the team's parents weekly for an hour each, well, how many hours does that take? You know, so sometimes making one little decision like, hey, I'm going to put all these parents in a group chat so I can say it one time. You know, it's just those, those things that as, as our organizations grow, we have, to keep, we have to keep on coming up with things to keep it more and more simple. So he says, organizations do not drift towards growth. Um, and if you're not intentionally preparing for growth, then you're unintentionally preparing, you know, for, for your business to go down. So I think that's, that's a very, very important one. And let's see here. Um, just fighting, fighting for a simple structure. I love that it works kind of gives us the simple structure. You know, they give us steps to success. They, they constantly remind us that what actually moves the needle in our business is signing customers, signing distributors and teaching our team to do the same. That's really, that's really the, the core of everything. Everything else is just kind of fluff and it's kind of, you know, culture and, you know, you know, keeping people happy and all those things are important too. But when you condense it down to the most important things, it's, signing customers, signing distributors, and helping our team do the same thing. And no different than, than traditional franchises. If you own a McDonald's, if you're the McDonald's owner, you like want to sell more hamburgers and you want more people to sell more hamburgers. That's it, right? We want to sell more products ourselves and find more people to help us sell more products in more states, in more cities, in more countries. And that's the core of our business. Now, as it grows, you know, I think of that, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. If you draw a square and then you put the, the, the thing in the square, there's four little squares, right? And when you're talking about time management, you have one square would be um, high urgency, high importance. And then you have high urgency, low importance. And then you have uh, low urgency, high, high importance, and high urgency, low importance, right? So you have the, the four different ones. And the challenge here a lot of time is to not spend time in the, high urgency, low importance quadrant. Because as your team grows, you're gonna have more and more uh, SOS 911 calls that really aren't SOS 911 calls. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> the people that come out of the blue and they're like, oh my gosh, the world is falling. You need to take care of my issue. I promise you, the bigger your organization gets, the more those happen. But you have to understand, that's when you have to start saying, okay, this is high urgency, but low importance. So let's treat it as what it is, right? And then you have other things that are low urgency, high importance. And that's like some of the culture stuff. And that's like having an annual like leadership retreat or the, and we see how the company does, what, what the company does, we just need to do in a smaller way. So when the company has these boot camps, they're doing that for, they're not just doing that because they want to just do something. They're doing that because that is important, but it's, but it's low urgency, high importance. So he didn't talk about that, but, but just fighting for a simple structure, um, always killing complexity, unnecessary meetings, policies, rules, now, of course, you can't, in your organization, you can't cut out the corporate rules. <laughs> Although sometimes you probably want to, right? But we can't cut those out, but we can cut out the extras that we're putting into our organizations that lead to a lot of uh, frustration. So another thing I highlighted here was kill a rule, cut a meeting, remove a policy, empower a person, repeat the process. One of my favorite ones that I'll just talk about before we move on is empowering a person. And here's the best way and the easiest way to empower a person. Here's how Dave Ramsey used to say it. He said he'd be in his office and people would come in and they'd have a problem. And he started picturing these problems as monkeys on their back. And they would hand the problem to Dave. And so now he has a monkey on his back. And then the next person would come in. And by the end of the day, he would have 20 monkeys jumping on his back because the people came in and they delivered their problems to him. So what he started doing was saying, what is the problem? what is the solution? Why don't you implement the solution? I love that. No monkey on your back. You bring the monkey into the office. Hey, I see your monkey. You have a problem. What's your solution? Maybe brainstorm a little bit, help with the solution, and then you go implement the solution. That's called empowering someone so you're not taking someone else's load, another person's load, because you, can, you don't want to be the double diamond who has to do every, you don't want to be the double diamond who has to make the decision where every customer goes and every distributor goes on your whole entire team's charts. And you're the only one charting everybody because no one's been empowered to learn how to chart themselves or to make a good quality decision where to put their own customers and their own distributors. You want to always ask, what do you think you should do? If someone says, where should I put this distributor? What do you think you should do? And then give a little bit of your input and eventually they are able to think the way you think. If you're good at charting, maybe some of you don't need to say anything, right? <laughs> but if you're good at charting, then, you know, what would you do? You know, here's some advice and eventually people on your team are kind of thinking the way that you're thinking, but you're not making the decision. Let them make the decision because God forbid you go on vacation and have no Wi-Fi. Then you're the bottleneck and your team's like, hey, Joel's on vacation. We're all on vacation because we can't get our answers from him. Or Tay, Tay's, uh, you know, sick this week, so everyone take the week off. We don't want to be the bottleneck in our organization where everything has to come through us. That's empower That's no empowerment. Um, so, uh-oh, my iPad's like, no. Let me, let me uh, do one more here. And there we go. Um, and then the two questions. You know, I wrote down the two questions he asked at the end. Where is any in inefficiency hindering growth? And what specifically will you work on to simplify immediately? And, you know, and, and if you think about this, like John Maxwell wrote a book called The Power of Five, not The Power of 55. Kami talked about having a six list, right? Six. 
uh, Jim Rohn would say, there's about a half a dozen things that make 80% of the difference in your organization. So what are the most important things that move the needle that you want your team to know about on your team and just focusing on those things? Because we could easily come up with, here's new distributor, here's the 32 step launch. 32 is a big number. Now how about five or six or half a dozen, which is still six. So that's what I got for today, Joel. This is a good one. And it just reminds me that always, especially in our industry, keeping things simple because simplicity leads to duplication. It doesn't matter what works. It matters what duplicates. And we have everything in place, I think, in our company. And we just have to understand to not make things complicated. So good. Thanks, Chad. And so we're just going to have to put a plug in now for Daddy Tay because I think he's getting the most likes every week because of the fact that he's just always baby in arms. So uh, Tay's getting dad of the week award right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. And that's a messy award. She's a mess. <laughs> uh, man, he just, Greg just kind of shut out. He went literally zero to a hundred. So I wasn't expecting it. So I had to like pick up my pen immediately. Uh, but just so many good things. And I thought it was awesome because we've been doing uh, leadership Zooms every Monday. And what we realized, we wasn't doing them as consistent before. We kind of, once we uh, had her, we just kind of let it go by the wayside. And uh, we saw the results from that. So I love when he said change is, in, is inevitable, to, change is inevitable and growth is optional. Like when you are intentionally growing, uh, we've heard the same thing from Chad. And I thought it was awesome that we implemented with our marriage. And Chad said, if you are investing in your marriage, then by default, you're investing in your divorce. Uh, and it just kind of made us to re uh, remind ourselves of the important things. If you aren't taking care of your business, or if you aren't uh, being intentional with the growth of your business, then you have to understand that it's going to go the other way. Because uh, growth won't sustain itself if you want bringing in new people, if you want investing into your leader and empowering your leaders. And I love when he said um, the second thing that he said, and I just thought it was so awesome. Like I said, we've been doing our leadership Zooms, and he said fight for simple structures. And the one thing that our team has been super excited about is this KPI system that Amber Parker came up with. And I love that. And he's been even more intentional. Carrie uh, was talking about the Zoom last week, and we talked about, he said, uh, don't do low-value activities or the distractions. That's what you want to eliminate. And she said just within the – uh, KPI system, she had to get more intentional herself about doing the things that make you the most money. And for her, that's the thing that she hated doing the most. And that is actually messaging people because that's how you get the loyal customers. That's how you get the distributors. So uh, what she said she started to do was do the most, the high comp, the, the high income producing activities first, message the people, trying to get people signed up. That's the first thing that she do because at, at, at the end of the day, you're not going to want to sit and message uh, 100 people, 50 people before you go to bed. But you can't interact before you go to bed. You can't do these simple things that's going to continue to uh, grow your network. So I just love that fact that just with that simple system of making sure you're doing the main things every single day and just holding, I know, baby, and just holding yourself accountable. I just love that we can just do that in a simple way. Uh, the third thing, and I'll, this will be my final thing, because I only had three points. It was just so much good. Uh, and I, I love this as well. And Carrie, she's been reading this book. If you guys want, want to read this, uh, the, the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. And she's been super fired up about this book and just sharing so many just good tips from it. Uh, and this is uh, one of the things that uh, he just mentioned as well, Craig. He says, as your, or as your organization grow, it will outgrow some leaders. 
Uh, and I love that. And she heard, Carrie heard, she's been spilling this on me. So I keep saying, Carrie this, Carrie this. She's been reading this book and listening to podcasts. And she's been, we've been having good conversations off of it. And she heard this quote by Ashley Mayfield. And Ashley Mayfield said, uh, it's okay to let leaders on and off the bus. She said, you have to understand your leaders are going through seasons as well. Uh, so many times when you feel like this person is on fire and they're super excited, that's only going to be for a season. And when they go through this season, like we all do within this business, even us, uh, we go through seasons as well because we know that's just the nature of this business. It's okay to let them off the bus at that moment so they can go through that season and get themselves together and not feel like we have to force things on them and force them to grow and just continue to do things that they're not in that season to do. So I thought that was super optional. I thought uh, just about just in, uh, giving people grace and also giving yourself grace, understanding sometimes with these seasons, you don't have to put the burden of yourself to feel like you're not doing certain things. It, for me, it's like you have to understand sometimes you aren't doing certain things because it's something else that you need to be doing. You've already grew in this particular area in your life. So now it may be time for you to invest in this other area of your leadership style so that you can empower your team even more and so that you can remove that cap. You know, we keep talking about that leadership cap. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to continue to hit that cap. So sometimes you have to address these root issues to, to get to the reason why you can't get above this certain level. You can't break through this glass ceiling. So I think many times you have to shift that focus and understand, like, your leaders are going through that as well. And you have to help them remove that cap for themselves so that they can become a five-type leader instead of a four, so they can continue to raise people up as well. So uh, that was some of the things that I got from it. And I think it was so much more. And I think this is, is super important because it's forcing you to be honest with yourself about where your organization is. Uh, Carrie was just like she was super psyched. And she said, there's one last thing. She said, when the ship goes down, who do they blame? They blame the captain. When the business is doing bad, who do they fire? They fire the CEO. So she said the same thing with your business. When your business is looking bad, don't look at your leaders on your team. Don't look at anybody but yourself. You have to take inventory of the things that you're doing and correct that and make those small alignments so that you can lead your team to where you need to be. So uh, those are some of the things that I shared. I'm looking forward to the rest because we're going through this season right now, and it's good to hear from somebody like Craig as well. Yeah, baby, we're done. Oh, good. Well, I guess I don't even need to talk. I mean, that Tay just crushed it. So I'll just do my best. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, the, the, the two things that I had written down right away, uh, obviously, was the change is inevitable. Growth is optional. We've heard Craig Grishel say that multiple times, and it is so true. You know, you're going to get older, not older and wiser, unless you make the decision to seek out personal development and growth. Um, but this other one I, I love, too. Organizations don't automatically lean toward growth. You know, there isn't a company in the world that has had growth every single year since they started. It's just a fact. So knowing that and understanding that, it gives you the ability to plan to fortify yourself to get through the down portion. So have you done the development of yourself that allows you, like Tay said, as, as the ship is going down, to plug the holes so that you can ride it out and fix things? You know, that, that's one of the most amazing things that I see with teams is 
once things start going bad, they just self-destruct because they automatically lean toward the negative. And you as a leader have to always lead from a positive place. John Maxwell always says, you know, leadership is uphill all the time. And the thing is, is that if you take your foot off the gas, there isn't a break. There's only gas. So if you let off the gas, it's going to automatically start rolling backwards because we're not geared to go, uh, I guess, full throttle all the time. So you have to make sure that when you're full throttling it, now all of a sudden when you let off the gas, you have other people in place in your team to keep the gas down as well. Uh, that comes back to the, the creating the great teams. Are you intentionally preparing your team for growth? You know, that's one of the things that having the mindset of growth, well, if you have the mindset of growth, are you doing the things to pass that down to those on your team? Going into the four enemies of growth, we've got, you know, unnecessary complexity, unscalable processes, unhealthy mindset, and underdeveloped leaders. And today he focused specifically on the unnecessary complexity. He said complexity kills growth. And he said what's crazy is if you look at the whole plan, your team is growing while well, growth creates complexity and complexity creates growth. So they're almost hand in hand. So you always have to be vigilant on what it is you're doing so that you can notice when things are starting to get bottlenecked. Like Chad said, if you're the bottleneck of your company or your team, you need to figure out a way to get beyond yourself so that everybody can grow and work independently. That's one of the things that I love about this industry and this business model so much is there's a hierarchy in the, I guess you would say the ranks and the promotions, but truly the autonomy is in the leadership and the ability to build your own organization within an organization. And there's no cap to that. So if Chad is at a leadership level three and Tay is at a leadership level five, but he's in Chad's organization. In the real world of corporate America, Tay would never be able to surpass Chad. Even though he's got a better skill set, you know, he may eventually come up for promotion. But in that world, Chad's going to do everything in his power to keep Tay from getting that promotion because that means that Chad doesn't get the promotion. But in our industry in our world, when Tay is a level five leader, but he's underneath Chad's organization and Chad's a three, Tay can build an organization as a five, even a six or a seven that can outgrow Chad. And he can end up earning more than Chad based on his work. That is why this industry is so incredible because it's basically paid on your ability to do your work. You also get paid for the most people that you help. So if, if Chad is, and I'm picking on Chad, sorry, maybe I should flip off it. Okay. So now, so now in this example, uh, 
Tay is more focused on himself and what Tay wants, and Chad is more focused on his team and helping his team get what they want. Who do you think is going to have greater success? You know, Zig Ziglar said, uh, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. That's the focus that Chad has. And then it shows up because of the fact that all of a sudden he starts helping so many people that it in turn helps himself. Uh, the, the two ways to create growth is try to remove anything that slows progress. Is your team not growing because of the fact that you're the stopgap for everything? You know, are you keeping people hostage in your organization as opposed to letting them naturally grow into their leadership position? The most amazing thing you can do for your team is allow people to stretch their leadership wings. You know, think about everybody that comes into your organization as a baby bird. They come in, you know, they're fluffy, they're cute. And then there's that awkward moment where they start getting the weird feathers and, you know, they, they start wanting to go and do their own things. And for a lot of people, when that starts happening, that causes them to go, oh, I don't want them to step out. But that's the moment that you should be helping to push them out of the nest so that they can fly. Because if they can manage 100 people and you can manage 100 people, that's 200 people in your organization. If you don't have the skill set to manage 300 people, well, then you should at least have the skill set to recognize you need three people that can do that with you. That's why it's very important on how you build teams. Uh, number two was low value activities or distractions. Uh, Chad did a great job of talking about that. You know, make sure that you're not confusing activity with productivity. And that's why, uh, like Tay said, you know, I, I had this written down here down in the, the lower corner about the KPIs. Uh, KPIs are key performance indicators. And what they're based on is income producing activities. You know, that sheet and that guideline is designed to help you do the things that create results. You know, we try to make it very, very simple, which is one of the things is simplifying things. That's what Craig Rochelle was just saying. We need to simplify the processes. Well, we simplified the process enough to where you can get started, just follow the system and you can become very, very successful. And that's why uh, the KPI program, you know, we were joking about it because we've been in this for 11 years and, you know, 11 years and year 11, we've now got the, the KPI system, which is just a rebranding of something we did 10 years ago called the uh, 20 steps to 20K. And that's all it was, was 20 points. So you'd get points for doing income producing activities. And the goal each day was to rack up 20 points. And if you could string enough days of 20 points together, your income would grow. So that was one of the great things about KPI is it's allowing you to do and focus on income producing activities. Now, the things that are on your daily task list, are they all encompassing? No. Should you be able to add things to it? Yes. But if you just did those things consistently, you would see growth. Two questions to ask. Where is inefficiency hindering my team's growth? 
and I love this. I've done this from time to time and the answers are always fun. Ask your team, what am I doing that frustrates you? Or what can I do to help you? And then two, what specifically will you work on to simplify things immediately? Guys, this was amazing. It was filled with so much information. Uh, it, it's one of those things where, like when he started, like, like Chase said, you, you needed to grab some stuff right away because it was like, oh my gosh, I, I can't keep up. Um, but here's one of the things, since we started talking about some, uh, some money, got to show this amazing thing we call the income disclosure statement. So legally, I have to show this chart to you so you stop thinking you can get rich without hard work. Thumbs up. But guys, we're super, super proud of this income disclosure statement. And the reason why is because of the fact that it shows what is possible with this company and with this work and with teamwork and helping others. You just need to take a look at it and figure out which one is the one that you want. And we've got a plan to help you get there, guys. Go out and make it an amazing week. And we can't wait to jump into part two with you guys next time. Have an awesome day.